0: Good morning. Hey, it works. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Moran Park. Really glad to see you all here. Wow, this is this, its nice kind of to be up. You, you might be surprised that it's nice to be up here and to see you all. It's really great. Um, you've come to a Connection Sunday. You may or may not know that um, we have have been, for the last couple of months, doing a kind of cycle of Sundays that include a teaching-focused Sunday, worship, um, prayer, and um, and connection. So at Moran Park, we believe that um, our growth as Disciples of Christ involves a number of components. These are the components. Well, there's probably more, but anyway, these are the ones we're focusing on. Um, and we think that um, all of these help us to... Um, grow as disciples of christ so when jesus modeled these things when he he didn't you know he did a number of things with his disciples including walking around and talking and demonstrating things and and uh giving them opportunities to observe him in action so that's we want to try to kind of mimic that a little bit better in the church so the church is a body it's parts that aren't separated. We're connected to each other and Jesus is our head. Um, So today is an opportunity for you to connect with each other. Like stretch those muscles, the ligaments and the tendons (laughs) in connection with each other. Um, And I hope that you'll come away encouraged and strengthened and full of hope as you head into the next week. So however before we move into that connection portion of the service we have a special presentation. Um, You may know that Moran Park supports a number of global workers, also known as missionaries. These are people who are ministering the gospel in a variety of manners or ways around the world. And um, we don't talk about it enough. So we're going to talk about it a little bit today. (laughs) Um, So we got one of our sweet young women to share with us today, so we want to um, just kind of give that a little bit of focus. Um, And I just want to kind of reiterate why we do this. Share a little bit from the word um, why Moran Park is committed to supporting these global workers to to share the gospel out in the world. So first, I want to go all the way back to Genesis. Um, like when we think about the gospel, we think about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, but God's heart for the world went all it started way way before that. Um, first, first in creation, but then in in actually when Adam and Eve sinned, um, God made a promise of a provision all the way back then. From the very beginning, His heart was for the world. It says. Um, or I should say after their sin you know God kind of gave a curse like to Adam you're gonna have to work hard to, to live for Eve you're gonna have pain in childbirth but he also had a curse for the the serpent for the for Satan for the evil one and he said um, you will nip the heel so this woman is gonna have children you're gonna nip the heel of her child but he will crush your head so Satan nipped the heel of Jesus on Friday but Jesus crushed his head on Sunday when he rose from the dead right so even from the very beginning God was making provision for us to 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 be back in relationship with him all the way back in Genesis then fast forward to Genesis chapter 12 and and Max maybe you can put that up there Boom. Now God is, is this plan is, is moving forward, and God brings, um, he, he focuses on a particular family because, right, there has to be, there's a person that's going to do this, so it has to come from a family. So God chooses a guy named Abram, and he makes him a promise, and he says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who treat you with contempt, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I don't think God was saying, Abram, you are going to, like, bless these people, but the peoples will be blessed through you. Through you was one of your children, (laughs) and that child was Jesus. So God is continuing bringing this promise. He's, like, reminding us, bringing this promise forward this is the heart of God that all the nations of the earth will be blessed how does that happen so it's understood so Jesus is that seed of Eve and that seed you know later of Abram that the, the the person going out that's going to be the blessing um, so now the Romans 10. Let's look at that one all the way forward. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear with some, out someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So now, this, now here we are. We've come all the way forward. We have received this gospel because someone preached to us, preached, shared, told their story, but somehow we heard this good news, and now we don't want to leave others without that opportunity. So that's why Moran Park sends people out. In, um, when the Lord calls people, and they approach us and say, I think the Lord is leading us, leading me or us in this direction. We pray with them and we help to support them going out. We support them financially and we support them in prayer. And, um, and I want you to know that when you give to Moran Park, you are also supporting them. And you are part of what God is doing all around the world. And you are a, you are a partner. And their work is also your work. And you can take that on and embrace it as much as possible as much as you would like and we would like to see everyone here embrace that more and more for you to realize that I'm a part of this what God is doing in the world and I would like to pray for these people and encourage them in some way so that's what that's what brings us to Annie Dehan, to Anamika if you can come um, we're just going to hear from her about and her hear from her and her beautiful feet <laughs> about what God has done in her corner of the world, in Peru. Perfect,
1: that's great. Hi, um, I have my notes here, but I don't want to be distracted by that. <laughs> I'm Anamika Dahan, and as Carol said, I am one of Moran Park's missionaries, and God. Had called me to Cusco Peru and for those of you that don't know me I was serving with a small local church in Cusco in a variety of different capacities but in general just have a a huge heart for evangelism prayer prayer walking intercession and our small church had a close relationship with a girl's home, La Casa Verde, the greenhouse. And so we would go and spend time with the girls and minister to them. So that's a little bit of what I've been doing. But when I was thinking about what to share with all of you, there's many different stories I could share, but I actually want to focus on what happened in Peru, what God did in Peru during covid because God did a lot, actually. It was a really, it was a different year, but it was, it was fruitful. So March 2020, my friends and I went on a vacation to the north of Peru to celebrate a friend's bachelorette party. And lo and behold, while we were on this wonderful vacation... The country went into a state of emergency lockdown, quarantine, and we tried to get back to Cusco. We tried to get back home, but we got trapped there. There was no transportation, no planes, no buses, anything. And in the group of friends, one of my friends was seven months pregnant. The other friend had three kids that we're back home in Cusco with the dad. And so we were trying to get back home. And the very first day that we got trapped in the north, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, don't worry, I'm going to make a way for you to get back to Cusco. And so I thought, great, we're going to get back today. Wonderful. And the days started progressing. Things got more strict. Peru this entire time has just been, um, has had lots of laws and restrictions around COVID. And as time was going on, uh, the my friends and I, it was, it was stressful and we were trying to, um, we were concerned for our friend who was pregnant because there were no good hospitals around. We were also concerned for our friend and because of her children. And it got to a point for me personally that I realized, God, I say that you're good. And if I believe you're a good father, I have to trust that we are okay here in the north. And that if my friend has to give birth here in this home, that she'll be okay and that we'll know what to do. And during that time, too felt like the Holy Spirit really got my attention and said, Anamika, these women that you are trapped with, these five other women, they are your ministry right now. And so one of my friends, Julia, she grew up in a Catholic, very religious Catholic tr- church tradition. And so there were many times that she would come up to me and, Anamika, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of here? And I would say, okay, Julia we're going to read the Bible, we're going to pray. And so we would pray together, read the word. My other friend, Noe, um, who was pregnant, just spending time with her, praying, reading the word. And eventually, um, about almost two months later, we did get back to Cusco. And in general, yeah, that was a, it was an intense experience, but the, the Lord was, he was working behind the scenes. He was doing things in my heart and the, the hearts of the girls, the, the friends. And after we made it back to Cusco, um, we, just due to so many restrictions, laws, with the church and the ministry, we weren't able to do a lot. Churches weren't able to meet together legally for like eight months or so. And so we got creative. We thought, okay, well, what can we do? And so instead of having youth group at the church, my friend Sessie and I, we would go to the girls' home and do devotionals with them, um, do crafts with the girls. Our church, there were, um, there were a lot of people that were without jobs. So then they were without food, without basic necessities, So we started a feeding program called Loaves and Fishes, providing food and basic necessities to families in our church and the community that were in need. And in general, just due to a lot more free time, I was able to devote more time to the place of prayer and intercession, which I felt like was my first calling there in Cusco to intercede on behalf of, The Peruvian people and the people in Cusco. In the beginning of this year, 2021, I decided, God, what would it look like, or I asked the Lord, what would it look like for me to every day go for a prayer walk in my neighborhood? And so I began to do that. It wasn't every day, but most days I would go in the neighborhood and walk around and just pray for the people that were living in that area. And I began to build relationships with different ladies that were selling their fruit or their different products, and in general, the pace of life there is a little bit slower, people are more relational, so I was able to build relationships with some of these different women, Maria, Elizabeth, Rosa, and just share the word with them, bring some encouragement, hope, pray for them. So fast forward to now here in the U.S. I, In the beginning, I felt like God had given me a time limit of three years in Peru. And so my idea was to come back to the U.S. after three years this year and to pray and reevaluate, God, what what do you want me to do? Do you want me to commit to serving more time in Peru? Do you want me back here in the U.S.? Do you want me somewhere else? (laughs) And around in August, I began to get a sense that, you know, I think that maybe my time in Peru has come to a close. And during that time of just praying I uh, got in touch with a friend, Rachel Patmos, that works at a bilingual church on the north side called Eagle's Wings, Las Alas de Águilas. And she started telling me about her church. Later, she went and talked to her pastor about me. I met the pastor, and out of the blue, he asked me if I, or he offered me a position to work at the church. And to which at first I said, I I just need to pray, I need to think about this, I need to figure out what the Lord wants me to do. And so in September took some some serious time of prayer and fasting and just seeking the Lord. God, what what do you want me to do? And spending a lot of time processing. And I realized one day, I said, God, I love Peru. I love the Peruvian people. I would go back in a heartbeat, if that's what you want me to do. But at the same time, my heart is here in the U.S., and it's breaking for the American people in a way that it hadn't before I had left and went to Peru. Not only that, but I realized, God, you can use me and my love for the Spanish-speaking people and my Spanish to serve people right here in Holland. And so with that, I began to just think more about this offer that Pastor Hugo Vasquez had had given me. I began to get to know a little bit more about that church and realized um, that there were things I really liked about the church in the sense of it's bilingual half the congregation is Latino, Spanish-speaking, half is English-speaking. They have a, a focus on outreach, having different events in order to share share the word, bless the community, where I can use my, my passion, my gifts uh, with evangelism. And that they have a a really good culture of prayer and fasting and where I can use my passion, my desire for prayer, intercession. And so with that, I thought, you know what, God, I, I do. I have peace about taking this position and working and serving at Eagle's Wings Church, Las Alas de Aguilas, and using my Spanish, my love for the Spanish-speaking people to serve you at At that church, and so in in all of this, I was advised. Um, in what? Well, let's see. In general, I wanted to get up in front and share with all of you just what the Lord has has done, and celebrate what the Lord had done this past year in Peru, or these past few years, and share with you where the Lord has led me um and just the next steps of life and ministry and yeah if you have any questions or if you want to talk to me about Peru or Cusco or Spanish or Eagle's Wings Church or want prayer (laughs) afterwards I would be more than willing to to talk with you pray with you answer any questions Um, Or if you have something you want to share with me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for giving me this time to share. And yeah, I think that's all. (laughs) I'll invite Al to come on up to give us instructions.
2: Hi. Hi, everyone. Well, this happens to be my favorite week, Connection Sunday, uh, where I get to meet some of you. And I've met a lot of you, and I've still got a lot to meet. So that's pretty exciting from my perspective. But uh, nevertheless, when we talk about Connection Sunday, I'm just going to give you the logistical part of it. We have the auditorium roped into four sections. We have the cafe and the balcony. Well, nobody in the balcony. So I guess that's off limits today. Anyway, there are uh, facilitators, each one, the section so if I ask those to stand up these are the people that you can go to if you have any questions you, you need answers so anyway I know that when I started out today here and I said this is connection Sunday some of you are saying oh no that means I have to meet people are you kidding me but let me put your mind at ease I don't care if you meet people or not, that's not the issue. Let me tell you a little story. I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for you people that are in that boat, that you don't dare to go out and meet people because I was one of you not too long ago. I didn't, I mean, if I had to go to a meeting and I had to meet people, I would run away. I mean, I'd run and hide. But the good Lord has put some gifts in me and now I just love days like this. I love to go around and meet people, meet all of you your stories and that's the point is that all of you have just amazing stories to tell and if we don't hear those stories we don't know we, we want to get to know you we want to love you we want to care for you no matter what and sometimes these stories just uncover a lot of needs a lot of wants a lot of hey like uh, interests so that all of you you know I've, I've met several good people over the last years just really interesting people that have meant a lot to me. So, if you're just sort of shriveling up right now and saying, "Oh, I don't like this," that's all right. That's all right. We're not asking you to go out of your comfort zone. So, in time, maybe the good Lord will get a hold of you and say, "Yeah, this is, this is okay. It's okay to talk to people. It's okay to meet people, because it's just amazing." So, anyway, um, I also let you know I am part of the connections team. We have a fantastic team. We put these services together, and Carol's part of the team also, that every, every, what, four weeks, Carol? And uh, it's always really, really good to, um, to be up here. Just check my notes here. Okay. So over the next 30 minutes, we are going to give you an opportunity to meet with anybody you want to. Now, I'm going to break this down into three segments, three 10-minute segments. So just sort of make you aware that, well, 10 minutes are up. If you want to move to somebody else, that's fine. But don't feel like you have to move to somebody else because you might be just establishing a really great, deep connection. You might be finding out things about the person you're talking to that you just want to stay with them for a while. Fantastic if you want to do that. So, I guess without um, listening to me anymore, we're we're going to get started. No, I. Well, that's a good. That is a good question, and I don't have a question for the question. <laughs> I had thought about this, and really, I think for you that have a difficult time, if you do something simple, like just say, hi, my name is Al. No, I mean, you don't have to use my name, but this is an example. <laughs> <laughs> hi, my name is Al, and um, and what is your name? And oh, I'm just so pleased to meet you. You never know just what that turns into. So rather than feed you questions, just go with your heart. You know, I think the good Lord will put the right questions in your mind, so I don't, I just don't want to script you because I think there's a lot of good questions. I mean, you just free-fall it and away you go. So um, any questions before we get started? Okay, so the clock starts now.
1: Hi. Um, So I was asked to pose a challenge and um, so I've got a couple different ones and I'll explain them. I just wanted you to be able to visually see. Um, So as a missionary in the field, I cannot communicate how important support is supporting missionaries. And, but support falls under three, well, there's, a, there's more categories, but I'll just say these three. Um, so support, prayer support, praying for missionaries is crucial. <laughs> um, moral support, reaching out, writing, the missionary, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? Um, yeah. And then um, financial support. So my, in that first one, uh, how can I support a missionary? Um, So thinking about, it doesn't have to be a missionary from Moran Park, I'm sure. Um, You know, or maybe know of a missionary, a missions agency or yeah, mission group organization. Um, How can I support them, that person? Should I pray for them? Should I give a um, a financial donation? or Or if you are friends or in contact with this person, reach out, write them, or schedule a, I don't know, a FaceTime call. <laughs> should I do it one time? Just a one-time donation, one-time prayer? Or should I commit to praying for this missionary once a week or once a month? Um, or should I commit to, you know, reading their newsletters when they actually send them out? I, and the thing is, I, before going to the mission field, I definitely understood, Or let's see, I had other friends who were missionaries and reading their, or seeing their newsletter, and oh yeah, they sent out an update, I need to read that, okay, tomorrow I'll read it. Oh, okay, all right, next week I'll read it, you know. So I, I understand life gets busy, emails. Letters, <laughs> but um, but yeah, actually, to take the time to read and even respond. I remember w- um, in Peru, anytime somebody would, um, after a newsletter, after they would, sorry, they would read the newsletter and then just write like, "Hey, it's so great to hear what you're doing," or "Hey, you know, just a short message." It really touched my heart. Just that moral support. That oh, this person. Read my newsletter, and oh, this person, you know, they took the time, they're thinking about me. And then um a different challenge would be prayer walking, treasure hunting. This is something that I did in Peru, that I do here in Holland, that you can do anywhere. And pretty much, what so what is prayer walking, treasure hunting? The treasure would be the person that you are supposed to go and talk to, pray for, share the gospel, share the word, buy them a coffee at Starbucks. I don't know. <laughs> um, so prayer walking, find a friend. And with that friend, pray and ask the Holy Spirit, where do, where should we go? Who should we talk to today? And then go and let let the Holy Spirit lead you, you know, asking, where do you want us to go? Who do you want us to talk to? What do you want us to do? I did this recently with a friend. Um, we, were, we were praying, and she felt like Captain Sunday was coming to mind. And I thought, I don't want to go to Captain Sunday. <laughs> um, and so I wasn't getting anything from the Holy Spirit, no sense. And so we went to Captain Sunday, and I'm we're walking around, and I'm just doubting, like, why are we here? right now, (laughs) and, but we see these two teenagers, and just a conversation opened up. They were very, I don't know, extroverted, I guess, and so we ended up getting to talk with these teenagers, share a little bit about Jesus. They introduced us to their grandma. We got to pray for them, so that's just an example of treasure hunting, prayer walking, so those are The challenges and yeah I think that Carol's going to come up right now.
2: We're going to um, close this out um, in a couple different ways here. First of all in a little bit here I'm going to have Dale say a couple comments because I know they're heading back to Kenya and uh, we're going to pray over them very shortly here but Dale if you have a couple comments and then we will pray over all of you here and then we will send everybody on their way. Thank you. Um,
3: our family are Wycliffe Bible Translators. Um, I'm currently active with Wycliffe as a Bible translation consultant. Carol's got other things that she's working on these days, as you know. Um, we lived in Kenya for 10 years, 97 to 07. Came back because we couldn't return for a third term because of our son with a disability. We work with the Orma people of Kenya. It's a, it essentially an all Muslim community but we had good relationships with them, and it was sad we weren't able to return. Um, I mainly worked with Old Testament and some foundational linguistics um, while I was there. A lot of the Old Testament, the Old Testament work was discontinued and any additional linguistic work was. We got, had the opportunity uh, January of last year to go back just for a visit to Kenya and see lots of things, but we got to meet some people from the community and I can't, won't go into detail, but we just really since the Lord wanted us to try to help. Um, oh, they've since restarted the work on Old Testament. And, um, and that's my specialty is Old Testament Consulting. And to go back and reconnect with the people. And hopefully, I won't be, we won't be living there, but hopefully my time will be like, catalytic in helping the translation team get started. And when we were there, there were so many times where we'd go out in the community Kind of like your prayer rocking and we would just go out or i'd go out for trips and i'd come back and i just have some amazing stories about what god did that i was beyond what i could ask or imagine so i just pray that we could have that kind of a trip she'll be there for two weeks and i'll be there clear up till thanks thanksgiving get right back back right before thanksgiving it's going to be hot in the 90s upper 90s um, and very logistically complicated very logistically complicated and we Pray that we're still married at the end of this week. We have, we're have, we kind of under stress and that we'll just really connect well with the people and it'll be obvious that God is with us that whole time and we come back safe and alive. So thank you very much for um, praying for us.
2: Um, so we're going to pray over these people standing on my right-hand side here. So we'd like to have you come up and pray with them. Um, put their hands, put your hands on them because we want to send them off into, to Kenya and Along with some side. prayer into the Lord's into the north side with <laughs> <The> north <laughs> side <laughs> yeah, right, right. Wow. So come on up. If the Lord is moving your heart, we're gonna Annie Father, we just pray that Annie will find her transition back to Holland and that she will be rewarded with all the work that she has done. Um, we just know that she is a servant and a disciple of you, and that as she transitions into her new job that she can make a difference and we know that with your guidance she will make a difference lord we ask you to protect all these people up here um, in their journeys and through the toughest of times let's never forget that your light can shine through all of it so with that lord that's all we ask in jesus name amen